coming up. Sure, there's confrontations out here, and but I've never heard of anything like that before. And uh, I will certainly perhaps be a little bit more cautious. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. My boys are not prize fighters. Two against 10, 12 kids. Anybody would fold. Just the randomness of this that, that is so unsettling. You know, kids have gotten into fights forever. Kids have mouthed off to each other forever. But this type of, this level of response to nothing is what's frightening. Really disturbing video from an assault at a popular Oregon park has led to the identification of multiple suspects. I'm joined by reporter Mike Benner at KGW in Portland, Oregon. Mike, set up what happened briefly. Tell us about where this assault took place. Yeah, well, first of all, let me kind of set the scene for you. Uh, Glen Otto Park is in the small town of Troutdale. You can consider Troutdale a, a suburb of Portland. It's about 30 to 35 minutes um, east. And Glen Otto Park sits right on the beautiful Sandy River. So uh, naturally, um, you know, it brings in a lot of folks um, to either fish or uh, swim or just congregate um, on the banks of the river there. And on the Sunday this happened, which was a week ago, uh, Sunday, it was about seven, seven thirty at night, I believe. And it was at the end of a very hot day, um, unseasonably hot in Portland. It was like in the, I think mid eighties that day. So naturally this area, Glenado park, the Sandy river, it's going to be a popular area. Uh, what we know is, uh, on one side of the river, uh, there was a, a big gathering of people, Um, You had a big group of uh, who you could consider suspects or or, uh, persons of interest. And then you had the two victims, the two victims who um, we have not identified through our reporting, um, although we know who they are, um, are in their 20s, early to mid 20s. Um, Through my conversations with uh, their dad, um, they were kind of uh, hanging out at the park there and... um, and in, in not a huge shock in what you might see in, in kind of uh, areas like this. They needed to relieve themselves, one of the brothers. And I think he kind of shouted over to this group of um, teens, mid to late teens. Hey, you know, no kids over there. I'm going to I'm going to relieve myself here if that's cool. And then this started uh, some back and forth between uh, the groups, the two brothers and this, this group of uh, teens. And uh, one thing led to another. And the next thing you know is this group of teens uh, just starts uh, wailing on the two brothers. And in the middle of all that, uh, there are homophobic slurs uh, that are thrown around from, you know, the suspects and persons of interest to the brothers. Um, And and they get uh, beat up uh, pretty, pretty badly. And uh, investigators would uh, spend the next several days trying to identify uh, who they were. And they had a little help out of the gate because uh, there was a uh, cell phone video taken from across the river. Um, and you can, uh, you know, identify some, some clothing and, and some and some different things that help on the way. So Mike, how old were the brothers and the, the victims in this case? The victims are in their early to mid twenties and they are brothers. Um, both of them were injured, uh, one more severely than the other, both, uh, luckily will make, you know, full recoveries, at least physically. Uh, although mentally, you know, this is going to be a tough thing to, to come back from. I mean, you go to the park, uh, to enjoy the sun and cool off. And, and next thing you know, you're, you know, 
assaulted uh, uh, pretty brutally. And do we know anything about who shot the cell phone video? No, um, they have not been identified. Uh, we asked um, investigators um, if, if they could uh, put us in touch with these folks, uh, but we were denied that. Uh, you know, just doing our own investigating and our own reporting, we were unable to um, find uh, who shot it. But, you know, if you're listening to the video, naturally, they, they're concerned. At one point, um, the male, who I think is next to the female who is, is doing the recording, starts shouting, hey, knock it off, knock it off, enough's enough. Um, and uh, obviously, that did very little, uh, if anything, to, to stop the actual assault. But no, we, uh, to answer your question, no, we do not know who actually shot the video, but it was given to investigators and investigators gave it to local media so that, uh, you know, it would help in identifying uh, the people involved. And it, it sure did. Mike, you know, the, the thing about this and the video has made the rounds. A lot of people have seen it now. The video is really awful. Describe a, a little bit more for people, someone who hasn't seen it. Yeah, you're, you're watching uh, from across the river, but, uh, you know, it's zoomed in. So it's, it's pretty good quality. But you're, you're watching six to eight, um, you know, young men, uh, young men in their, in their mid to late teens, um, basically start uh, assaulting these two brothers. Uh, right before really uh, the um, most intense part, you see one of these brothers, one of the victims, kind of extend their hand and what you think is kind of a peace offering, right? Because uh, you can hear some shouting back and forth. You can't make it out, but you can tell there's a disagreement and some anger. And then you see the hand go out, uh, which, again, um, we can assume is, is a peace offering. And what Dad told me was a peace offering. And then the assault starts. Um, we believe there was a log or a stick uh, that you can kind of make out, though investigators did tell us uh, was used in this. Um, I believe uh, one of the victim's glasses, uh, you know, uh, eye-seeing glasses were, were knocked off of them. So then they're kind of getting up in not only a daze, but they're even unable to see. Um, and again, just looking at this video, it, it looks absolutely awful. And, uh, you know, it took these these young men, these victims, uh, several days to kind of uh, recover physically. But as I, I pointed out earlier, mentally it, it is a different story. I think it's quite a bit of time. So Mike, the, the video is shared with police. What happens next? So uh, we share the video, the brother of one of the victim or one of the, the, the brother of the victims uh, shares the video on Facebook. And that thing basically goes viral um, between um, his post and uh, posts from local media, even the sheriff's office, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comments uh, come in people like you know identifying who these uh, who these uh, assailants, if you will, are. And uh, at the end of the day, it appears within 24 to 48 hours, they had more than 125 uh, tips. Authorities did. So um, by midweek, so within three or four days, um, maybe even five, they have identified everyone involved. And what's happening right now um, is uh, detectives are conducting interviews and sharing all of their, uh, you know, evidence gathering with the district attorney here in Multnomah County in the Portland area. And then he will decide uh, what charges, uh, if any, bring forth. And Mike, has anybody been named or arrested at this point? Our understanding is they have not been um, arrested uh, safe to say maybe detained during questioning, but um, as of uh, 
you know, hours ago, within the last 24 hours, my last correspondence with the sheriff's office, no arrests have actually been made. Is there any indication, Mike, that these people knew each other, that they knew the victims? No indication of that yet. Um, my conversations with the dad have not yielded that. Um, it appears that these uh, two groups, um, and when I say two groups, I mean the suspects are persons of interest, and then your victims uh, met, uh, you know, that day uh, at the river, uh hot day, a busy day at the river. And again, uh, the victims, I think, uh, made some sort of statement about trying to relieve themselves in the area. And uh, the other guys took exception to that. And then that is apparently what led to this whole thing. So Mike, I know you've talked to the family. How are, how are they doing? Yeah, they, I mean, this is a huge shock to them. I think they were, I mean, we'll imagine how uh, appalled you were at looking um, at the video. Uh, I was appalled looking at the video, especially having children myself, obviously not nearly that old, but still uh, very concerning. So imagine putting yourselves in the shoes of the actual mom, the dad, and, and the dad is who I spoke with. And, and he was just sickened uh, by this whole thing. And, and for a number of reasons, because they, they don't live in the Troutdale area. They live a little further east but in a small town. Um, you know, that's a tight knit area. So you don't expect this sort of stuff to happen. And as the dad pointed out, you know, as a father, even to sons in their 20s, you want to be able to protect them. And so to kind of see this happen, uh, I don't want to say the dad felt like a failure, but he certainly felt horrible. Like he wasn't there, nor should he be when your sons are in your 20s to protect them. But you just kind of go back to that fatherly instinct. So he took it. Um, he took it very hard, but, uh, you know, quite uh, a very nice man. And, uh, you know, he he wants, uh, you know, justice to run his course and he wants to see justice uh, in this case. So he and his family, and especially his son, can get some closure. You mentioned that the victims in this case are, are doing better. Tell, how are they doing now? Were they are they still hospitalized? No, they uh, when I mean, when I talked to them, uh, you know, we didn't catch wind of this till about 24 hours later, a little less than 24 hours later on the Monday after this happened. And by that point they were both home. Um, but we couldn't speak to them because they were resting kind of, you know, in and out of it. I, I think they had, I, I don't think we can say concussion, uh, but pretty close to it. So they were resting a lot. Um, but yeah, they were, they didn't spend too much time um, in the hospital and, and, and they were at home recovering. But again, the, the physical, I think recovery is going to be a lot quicker than the mental. Mike, it's just jarring on on so many levels. Seeing this video, it's you know, young people out on a beautiful day enjoying a park and nature. It is. It's awful. And again, I mean, this is a, a small town on the outskirts of Portland. It's not downtown Portland. We've seen our fair share of, of issues over the last year to year and a half. Um, you think that the suburban areas are going to be safer and calmer, and and here you have a group, uh, you know, attacking two brothers on a busy day at a very popular place. Um, you know, I, I, it's I don't think terrifying is is a stretch. I, I think it's terrifying. And, um, you know, some people I spoke to at the park the next day said the very same thing. Cell phones, surveillance video is such a big part of crime fighting these days. Once again, we have a case where somebody pulled out their cell phone, took some video, and now we have uh, suspects identified. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think the cell phone is going to be, you know, the, the key piece of this whole thing. Um, you know, if if the D.A. decides to move forward I can tell you right above the park there, kind of in the parking lot where where you're where you will park your car and, and head down to the banks and then kind of the sandy area. There is a little uh, like a 
I don't want to say a diner because you can't sit inside of it, but a little drive through restaurant that's pretty popular in the area. And uh, I'm not sure if it has surveillance uh, video, but uh, if it does, it has not been given to media or anyone like that. So it's the cell phone, <clears throat> excuse me, the cell phone that is is going to be the, the key feature. All right, Mike Benner at KGW in Portland, Oregon. Thanks so much. Yeah, I appreciate it, Will. Uh, thanks for uh, taking the time. Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. We're here every weekday with new episodes, Monday through Friday. We also have a weekly show covering cases around the country, True Crime Chronicles. Check it out today wherever you listen to podcasts. That's True Crime Chronicles. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson.